0: Welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to attorneys about their lives and careers. I'm Lewis Goodman. Today, I'm speaking with Renee Ross. Renee is a fellow in the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers and International Academy of Family Lawyers. She has been recognized as a super lawyer for the past nine years. She's one of the top 50 women lawyers in Northern California. Renee limits her practice to family law and has substantial experience in divorce, custody, support, and high-asset, complex property division. Renee Ross, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer.
1: Thank you, Lou. Thanks so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. I guess I got to know you, for the most part, through the Earl Warren Inns of Court, where you, in addition to your great lawyering abilities. You have all kinds of acting ability, and you're always fun to watch on stage.
1: It was fun to be on stage. I'm really glad we got to know each other during during that time.
0: Where are you talking to us from right now?
1: I am calling you, I'm speaking to you from beautiful Marin County, California.
0: How long have you been practicing family law?
1: Most of my legal career. Now it's been probably about 17, 18 years.
0: Where are you from originally?
1: The Valley the fan fernando valley that
0: is so la valley totally totally <laughs> what what's what city in the valley
1: born and raised in tarzana woodland hills encino area
0: where'd you go to high school
1: caft high school woodland hills california go to Torridors.
0: really yeah great team when you when you graduated from corridor high there where did you go to college
1: I went to Mount St. Mary's College in the, the hills of Brentwood in Los Angeles.
0: So not too far away for college.
1: Over the hills, not
0: too far. Still close enough you could bring your laundry home. Exactly. Exactly, yes. Pretty close. Well, what was that experience like?
1: You know, it was a really great fit for me. The, the Mount, as it's fondly known, is a very small liberal arts college where, you know, some of my class sizes were as small as five students and one teacher. And I think the largest might have been, you know, 30 kids. So I got a a lot of personalized attention, made really great friends and relationships with professors. And it's in a stunningly beautiful location in the hills of Los Angeles. So it was overall a positive experience.
0: What sort of academics did you get involved with there?
1: So I quickly became drawn to pre-law and I, I spent, you know, a lot of my undergraduate career exploring the idea of being a lawyer. So a lot, a lot earlier than that. So I, I focused on pre-law and philosophy.
0: After you graduated from college, you ultimately went to law school. Did you go straight through or did you take some time off?
1: No, I went straight through. I was too worried I'd get you through the good life of, of making money. And so I was like, well, I might as well just go straight through. I was pretty determined and, and knew what I wanted to do.
0: Where'd you go to law school?
1: I went to law school at Golden Gate in downtown San Francisco.
0: When was it and what was it that prompted you to decide you want to be a lawyer? You went, Hey, you know, I really think that law school and lawyering is where I want to be going.
1: It was pretty much I mean, my family just always told me, even as a young kid, I remember mediating family disputes, negotiating vigorously for for, you know, toys that I wanted. And so my family, you know, always just kind of reflected back in, you know, not conscious ways that I'd be a good lawyer. And so it was, you know, from a very young age that that thought was in my head. And when I went to college, I started taking some pre-law courses to explore whether or not that was what I actually wanted to do. And I had the pleasure of taking classes with a professor that really kind of solidified that in my mind. And he had a really huge impact on my My career and my, you know, growth as a young adult, and I remember, you know, the the day that it, you know, it 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 mostly solidifying. I was sitting outside the cafeteria, looking over beautiful view at campus, and and studying, you know, a nose and a a law book while in college. And uh, he stopped by the table and just had a chat with me and said, you know, you'd be you'd be a really good lawyer. And this guy was not a man that gave compliments often or easily. And so I, I, I really respected his opinion. And, and so then I, I, I had a hunch that I was going to be a lawyer, but that, that really was, you know, a, a big driving force was his faith in me.
0: What do you think it was about the way you presented yourself that led him to think you'd be a really good lawyer? It's a good
1: question. I haven't thought about that. I, I don't know. I don't know the re- whether it was my, my interest, my passion, you know, I was pretty diligent in terms of studying and preparing for his classes. And, you know, hopefully there was some natural ability there that he saw, just like my family did when I was a kid, that, you know, there's parts of my brain that just naturally work in the way that would lend itself to good lawyering.
0: What did your friends and family say when you told them, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to really go to law school now. I'm really going to do this.
1: Well, most of them were really supportive and you know, it wasn't really much of a surprise. I, I have an aunt and uncle that I'm very close with, and they both happen to be lawyers. I'm still very close with them. And they said, you know, whatever you do, Renee, don't become a lawyer. So I did not heed their advice. And, you know, they they, they were they were proud of me, but I think they didn't want me to work as hard as they did. Well, they tried to scare me away from it.
0: Yeah, just one more person not taking the good advice of their lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I didn't listen to them. When you moved up to Northern California to go to law school at Golden Gate, that, you know, it must have been kind of a, a big move coming out of your entire life in Southern California. Yeah,
1: I, my, the aunt and uncle that told me not to go to law school and happened to live up here, so it wasn't totally foreign. I'd spent a lot of time up. In the Bay Area visiting them. But other than that, I really didn't have any other other friends and family here.
0: You graduated from law school, and now you have a very successful, very active, fairly large family law firm that you run. And I'm wondering if you could kind of walk us through the process of how you got from graduating from law school to the work situation that you're in now?
1: Yeah, I started out practicing civil litigation. I did some personal injury and I actually very much disliked it. I had a, a, a visceral reaction to it. I really did not enjoy it. And I was talking to a colleague of mine who had just landed a, a family law job in the city and he was bragging about how much he enjoyed what he was doing and how, you know, he Work life balance was great and interesting, working on interesting issues. So I thought, huh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I like community property. So I, it was back in the days of the, you know, job ads in the recorder. And so there was a job ad in the recorder for a family law job in Pleasanton. And I didn't really even know where Pleasanton was at the time. So I, I applied and I got the interview, and the interview was, spectacular I, I hit it off with the you know hiring manager and he kind of fell in love with the idea of the firm in that interview and I was incredibly lucky in the sense that I landed into a firm that had really incredible family lawyers you know I wasn't I wasn't savvy enough to do my due diligence about the lawyers that I was working with before <laughs> and so I just happened to luck out and get really incredible mentors and bosses. And I stayed there for many years, honing the craft. They trained me, building my reputation and my book. By the time they hit their tail end of their career, I was ready to, you know, launch my own. And so shortly after that, I started my own family. That was about seven years ago.
0: You just said something that I want to talk about a little bit. You said you've been building your own book, your own book of business, can you talk about why that's so important for a lawyer to have?
1: And again, I just I just followed what the lawyers that I worked for did, and so I didn't. When I was doing it, I didn't really understand the importance of it, but especially in family law and probably criminal law, and a whole bunch of other areas of law where you don't have corporate institutional clients. So you just don't have one client that you will be with you for all of your career. You regularly have to have new clients looking for your services and what you do. And so, if you don't have people who want your services and are looking for your services, there's no law to practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: So, so, so the book, you know, building building a, a, a base of, of business. Is how you get to
0: do what you want to do. That just sort of, you know, work kind of naturally for you. Was it just kind of a natural flow or was it something where someone really talked to you about how important it was?
1: No, it was definitely something. No one really talked to me about how important it was. The firm that I worked for definitely had an emphasis on, you know, doing what they did. And so, for example, there was a long history of the lawyers at that firm being involved in the ends of court. And so, you know, once I had been in at the firm for, you know, two, three years and really, you know, had a bit of a, a solid base of foundational legal training, then they really wanted me to get more involved in the commu- in the legal community. And so from, you know, near, for the next, I would say five years, I joined probably a half dozen boards in the family law community and organizations that I really focused my efforts on and it wasn't that i divined this out of my own creativity or my own smarts is that this is these are the groups that my firm was involved in and so i just kind of blindly followed the path and some of it so that was like subconsciously taught to me right this is what everybody else did so this is what you have to do But the why wasn't really explained. Why is this important? Wasn't part of that education. But the part that did come naturally for me is building relationships in those organizations. And so as I was going through, you know, time being involved in these very different groups, I genuinely enjoyed it and made friends and built relationships with people like you in those groups.
0: When you first went on your own, what was that like?
1: It it was exciting and scary. It's it's almost that sensation, you know, that I felt when I started to practice law. When you know you, it, it, I, I like it. Someone someone told this to me once. You're sitting in a chair that has four legs on the ground. When you start to practice law, or when you open up your own firm, you know you only have two legs on the ground, <laughs> and you don't know you're gonna fall on you're gonna fall on your ass. or You're gonna fall. You know you're gonna land on your feet. So it was this this teetering like sensation, where you know you don't you don't know what's going to happen. So it was exciting and scary at the same time.
0: How long has that been since you went out on your own?
1: And that was about seven years ago.
0: And how many people are working in your firm now? About about ten to twelve. I mean, that's really an exponential expansion of a law firm, don't you think?
1: I, I didn't intentionally set it out to be. It it can feel that way at times. I really try to focus on growth that is um the right growth. So it's not I don't I don't add people for the sake of adding people. I think we you know, I try to make sure that whoever joins the firm is is the is the right fit and and it's more organic growth than growth by some other Design.
0: What do you really like about practicing law? I mean, you've obviously have business sense. You have good people skills. There's a lot of things that you could do. You chose to go into the practice of law. You had a drawing to it when you were even just a child. But you've been there now. You've really been a lawyer. You've had a career. You, you run your own firm very involved in it. What is it that, that you like about it and what is it that keeps you as a practicing attorney?
1: So I'm w- probably one of the happiest family lawyers you ever did see. And what I love about family law particularly is that I get to work on issues that are very broad, right? So, so family law is one of those fields in which you have to know a lot about, you have to know a little bit about a lot of things, but family law itself is quite complicated. And so you have to have a breadth of experience and a lot of crossover issues and a depth of experience in family law. And so I love that about family law. I also love that it requires IQ and EQ. You, you can't be a, a droid and practice this kind of law. You have to be able to connect and understand human and the human condition and suffering that people go through Um, and I think it's really hard work in in that sense because it's very emotional and people are going through one of the hardest times of their life. And I, what I love about it and find that keeps me going is that people trust me to walk through one of the most difficult times of their life with them and be that guide for them. And so I find incredible gratitude in, in in that blessing.
0: Do you sometimes feel this enormous responsibility for taking on that burden with someone at such a difficult time in their life?
1: Yes and no. I mean, I think there's a there's a healthy dose of objectivity you need to have to be a good family law attorney. I think you, you can't enmesh yourself in your client's problems, but I do, you know, take the work that I do very seriously, and so in that regard, you know, there's 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 an enormous responsibility in being a lawyer, and so you know, when when these are decisions that affect people's lives very closely, then yes, I, I, no matter how how objective I am, there's there's a there is a heavy dose of responsibility that comes with that.
0: If a young person were just coming out of college, would you recommend law as a career choice and family law specifically as a career choice?
1: Absolutely. Without, without, without doubt. Why? Because it's been so rewarding and fulfilling for me. And I recognize that it's not that for a lot of lawyers. I know there are a lot of lawyers that don't enjoy what they do as much as I do. But if, if, if I, if I, if I enjoy it so much, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discourage, I wouldn't discourage young graduates
0: from that. How is actually practicing law either met or different from your expectations?
1: And i never thought about that. I don't know what I expected. I don't remember having any expectations about practicing family law. I, you know, I was so young and maybe dumb <laughs> or just naive that I just thought, I'm going to be a lawyer. Of course I'm going to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. I'm going to go be a lawyer. But I didn't, I didn't really ever reflect on what that was going to be like. I did a few internships in law school and, you know, some of, so I, I had the opportunity to do an entertainment law internship because I thought, you know, maybe I'd practice entertainment law. And that was dreadfully boring. So that didn't meet my expectations. So, you know, I I guess it was, it's, it's as exciting as I wanted it to be.
0: Well, I mean, I think that family law, to some extent, does satisfy the, I don't know, fantasy that people have about lawyering. You know, you're representing a real client. There's a real person that you can relate to as the client you know as opposed to you know chevron or something like that and and then there's you go to court you stand up in front of the judge you argue a case you argue a point you represent a position of advocacy so i i i think that family law is one of those areas of law like criminal law for that matter where it kind of does satisfy the fantasy of what i think a lot of people Think lawyering is do? You, do you have a comment about that? I mean, do you agree, disagree? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess. I mean, so, so the I guess the expectation I had is that you know it would be it would be interesting, it would be intellectually challenging. I would get to work with real people on re, and real problems. And so you know, to the extent that I think I think you're right. I think family law checks those boxes.
0: At least for me. What do you think's the best advice you've ever received?
1: A friend of mine told me that everything is temporary and it related to my kid. It had nothing to do with law. (laughs) But I still think it's wonderful advice. No matter the circumstance or the situation, literally everything is temporary.
0: And if a young person were just starting out a legal career, what advice would you give to that individual?
1: Hmm. Find as many mentors as you can. I've had incredible mentors over the years and still collect them. You have to you have to nurture those relationships and, and seek out the support and the advice from from people that, that can, can do that for you.
0: Do you think the legal system is fair?
1: No, often, but not always.
0: I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. What's your family life been like and how has practicing law affected your family life, your family life fit into your practice, your practice fit into your family life? How How's that worked for you?
1: So when I first started practicing law, as an associate at, at a firm i kept my legal life and my family life very separate and as i opened up my own firm and my work life and my work life and my personal life started to blend more and they're you know often one and the same i'm also lucky to have a a really wonderful spouse that is very accommodating and supportive of, of my work and my commitment to being a family law attorney and running my own business, and so I have I have a lot of support at home. And you have children. I have one 13 year old double maker.
0: That's redundant, isn't it?
1: Yes. 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 she should be coming home from school any minute now.
0: What sort of recreational pursuits do you enjoy? You know, things to kind of clear your mind when. It's time to leave work.
1: We're a really active family. We love the outdoors and the exercise. I did my first sprint triathlon this year. We hike, we bike, we paddleboard, we travel, we have dogs, we spend a lot of time with our dogs, hiking, outdoors, active family. How do you define success? Establishing a practice that you're happy with where you get to do the kind of work that fulfills you for clients that you enjoy working with. And that's that's pretty successful to me.
0: Let's say you came into some real money. Let's say three or four billion dollars. What, if anything, would you do differently in your life?
1: Hmm. I mean, I'd probably scale back a little bit, but I I would probably still practice law. I would maybe take more time off, have work from Hawaii a little bit more. But as of right now, probably not do too much too differently.
0: Let's say someone gave you sixty seconds on the Super Bowl. You could put out an advertisement for whatever you wanted to this enormous audience. What would you say?
1: Be better to each other. You know, just everybody needs to be a little bit, little bit kinder to each other. We could all use use some more kindness,
0: Renee. If someone wants to get in touch with you on a attorney wanted to refer you a matter, someone listening to this wanted to call you or your firm about some legal advice, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Is there a website that people can can look for so that they can find your email contact information?
1: Sure. Yeah, they can go to our website, rossfamilylaw.com, and submit an inquiry to
0: the website. And so that's rossfamilylaw.com. Is that correct?
1: Yep. You've got it.
0: All right. Renee, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't touched on, haven't discussed, anything you want to bring up?
1: No, I I think we covered it. You You had a great, great, great list of questions to go through.
0: All right. Renee Ross, thank you so much for joining me today on the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk with you as well.
0: That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. If you enjoyed listening, please share it with a friend and follow the podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, send me an email, take a look at our website at lovethylawyer.com where you can find all of our episodes, transcripts, photographs, and information. Thanks to my guests and to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, Paul Roberts for social media, and Tracy Harvey, I'm Lewis Goodman.
1: Not much of anything that I recall, but but nothing else that that I strongly recall. This is a terrible answer. Blah blah blah. No, I don't have a good answer to this question. I don't have a good answer to that one right now. I have to get back to you on that.